Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And on another IBG episode today, I want to, as we are winding down, down the year, the season, ramping up and getting ready for the new year and the new season, uh, I want to get some more topics off off of my head or out of my head, I guess, off my chest, out of my head, and on to the recordings here for the podcast to share with you guys. I've got a list of things that I've been chipping away at on my phone over the season, whether it be uh, stress points in my business and or life that I want to go over or maybe even, you know, get through, kind of hash it out with you guys um, or just like topics, just, you know, just different things that have uh, just kind of come to light for various reasons uh, over the season, just different things that I want to talk about. There's even things that I've wanted to talk about for a while now, like on YouTube, that it just wasn't really the right format or whatnot to to make a YouTube video of me just kind of sitting in a truck or something, you know, talking head type deal. But now that I have the podcast, I feel like it's a much better forum for a lot of these different topics, such as, do you have clients or customers? And which do you prefer? What does that even mean? What does it matter? So I want to first define clients versus customers. So I've talked about this off and on over the years, just, just kind of come up in random conversations, I guess. Uh, and, and for me, I learned a long time ago, maybe partially from my retail management days, but also just from, you know, few years into me having my lawn care business, which was about seven, eight years ago, I started really diving into a lot of self-help books and podcasts and things like that because I came from retail management and it was a real stressful time in my life. And I kind of came to a, a crashing point, you know, having like literally a mental, emotional, whatever breakdown and, and just, just straight up quit retail. And, you know, that whole story is everywhere on this podcast, other people's podcasts. It's also on my YouTube channel at long care rookie. If this is your first time listening to my, uh, my podcast and stumbling upon any of my content, me and my content, thank you for, for tuning in. Uh, but also if you, so if you don't know what I'm talking about or don't know my story, my backstory, go ahead and check out that video. It's right on the homepage of my YouTube channel. Uh, it explains all the details of my backstory, how and why I got into lawn care and everything with retail management, all that stuff. But basically I had a lot of damage control coming from a lifetime. It seemed like of the wrong career, different career, which definitely helped prepare me from a business standpoint to run my own business. Just a lot of different things here and there that I learned over those years, 15, over 15 years managing other businesses, you know, in, in, in the retail industry. Uh, so I definitely learned how to work with people, customer service, communication, uh, the actual business aspect, different, different mindsets of business and things like that. But of course, there's still a difference between running your own business for someone else's business. Obviously, lawn care is different than selling clothes and ringing people up on registers, things like that. So there's definitely differences there and there's a learning curve for me. But uh, I also suffered a great deal through that. And, and there was a lot of damage control, a lot of repair that, that needed to be done. So I definitely dove into a lot of self-help, but also learned a lot about a lot, a lot more about business, I guess. Like I never, I mean, I learned kind of by default through trial and error, just doing the work in retail, but also I did get management training and things over the years from different companies and whatnot. But I wanted to really get more specific into my own personal training and what I wanted to read and learn for my own uh, business purposes to, to, to be as successful as possible for my lawn care business. In addition to, like I said, just trying to get my mind right, you know, and, and, and 
kind of build myself back up as I put my life back together, as I put my life back together in, in those first several years of my lawn care business and leaving retail in the past and then stumbling upon this community and, re- and uh, connecting with all of you folks and all of that being a part of my success and my growth and just getting through some tough times and hopefully helping some of you get through some tough times or just give you some sort of inspiration or just some value that maybe you, you didn't know or were struggling with. And then I, I kind of went through some stuff or shared stuff on YouTube or on the podcast that, that helped you get, get through those things. So with that being said, along the way, one of the things that quickly that I learned very, uh, very specifically, you know, like I said, I kind of knew a little bit about this from retail, but it, I, I don't know exactly where or whatever I heard to make it really come to, to, you know, reality or really hone it in. But clients versus customers are two specific things, but they're very, uh, so they're very similar. They're two, two, uh, they're very similar, but also different. There's a fine line, whatever, however you want to say it. The biggest difference here and how I've said it in the past is customers are transactional, clients are relational. So if you remember those two things, and if that's if that makes sense to you, without me going into any more detail right this particular second, which would you rather have? Would you rather have relational, someone that's relational or someone that's transactional? What what is what so what does that mean to you? What do you think transactional means versus relational? Well, transactional for our lawn and landscape purposes, a customer is someone that just wants to maybe contact you to clean up their property before they put it on the market or they just moved in and they need it cleaned up so that then they can manage it themselves. One-time transaction or the HOA has been on their case, you know, the homeowner association has been on their case, sending them letters, threatening to find them because their bushes are super overgrown or, you know, uh, whatever, you know, so, and, and they're too tall for them to reach, you know, they have no, they don't have ladders or whatever. So they're looking for someone just to hack everything down or, or clean it all up, get it looking real nice. And they can easily maintain it after that one-time transaction, right? You know, we're coming, uh, coming towards the end of leaf cleanups for most of us. Some of us are already into snow removal, different parts of the country, and maybe didn't even get to finish leaf cleanups, but that's a big one right there, right? So many people are calling for leaf removal or leaf cleanups, you know, whether they just want you to blow everything in the woods or get rid of it, you know, blow it all into a pile and suck it up or whatever you got to, whatever it is that you do in your business, they just want you to get rid of the leaves one way or another. That can be transactional, a one-time thing. Someone just needs it one and done, and then they're they'll figure it out on their own. That you know, on their own, doing it themselves, or maybe they'll find another company or whatever. People that go from company to company looking for the cheapest person to do, you know, whatever job it is. Um, typically, that's not mowing lawns. I mean, people still look for the cheapest person to mow lawns, but that's not transactional as much as it's more relational because now you're you're pretty much going to want the same person to mow your lawn the whole season, right? It's a weekly thing now you're getting into. So that, that gets very tedious for someone to constantly look for someone different every week or maybe a couple times a month if they're letting their grass just max out as much as possible without getting fines or nasty looks from the neighbors. And they're kind of going, you know, weeks in between cuts. And then, then maybe, maybe some people do stretch that out and try and just find the cheapest person to come in once a month and hack down their weeds or something crazy. You know, I'm, I'm sure that is a thing, but 
more times than not, that becomes, yes, there's still, there's people out there looking for the cheapest person to mow their lawn, but then they're just going to stick with that person when they find them for at least one season or however long, just because it's a weekly thing, they don't want to go through that kind of a hassle, like I said, of trying to renew that every, every single week, but all the other things I just mentioned or, or mulch, right? That's another big one. Mulch, uh, you know, aeration, that all these kind of seasonal jobs are definitely transactional for a lot of people They they're not your regular client, right? They don't do business with you any other way. They're not reoccurring, uh, they're not giving you reoccurring business. I'm giving you a lot of clues here between the difference between the two. They're just looking for a one-time thing. Hey, one, Hey, I just need to get new mulch freshened up. Again, a lot of this has to do, uh, comes to play when people are just moving into a, a house and it's a mess or they're trying to, you know, they've been living there and it's a mess and they're trying to put it on the, on the market now to sell it. So they got to get cleaned up or whatever. So, um, or they're renting and they don't want to be de- be bothered with it or whatever either. So, you know, that th- those that's a very similar thing too. So a lot of real estate agents and, and, and so on are are big on being customers, being transactional because they're just looking for those one-time things. They might come to you, they might be like, you might be their guy where they're coming to you with multiple different jobs over the course of the year or whatever, but they're all one transaction um, services. They're all just, you know, transactional, like, Hey, this, this house needs to be cleaned up. Hey, this house needs some fresh mulch. Hey, can you trim the bushes on this house? Like, it's not like, you know, you're signing up for regular reoccurring services with, uh, that particular property, that real estate agent, that, that, uh, um, person, you know, that, that client, that customer that hopefully will become a client. So that's what kind of transactional is all about. And it's just really one-time things, like I said, and, and to me, I am more focused on clients. I'm focused on turning customers into clients, taking one transaction, turning it into reoccurring revenue, reoccurring uh, relationship. So clients are relational. Clients are someone that's going to repeatedly purchase your services, you know, like mowing, for example, is a huge one. You know, if if you're mowing someone's lawn, they're your client because week after week you're on their property, you communicate with them, they communicate with you, whether you like them or not, whatever. That's a whole another scenario, a whole another side story there. But just from the, the the simple definition of it all, by default, you being there every week, providing the same service for them week in and week out, uh, and and, and having that relationship with them. Believe it or not, no matter what, whether you talk to them or not, it's still a relationship. You're billing them every month or every week or whatever the heck it is that you're doing. However, your billing cycle is, you're getting paid for the same service every single week, every single month. So that's a, a relational situation that, that that's not transactional. So that's a client. Again, um, fertilization of weed control, another easy um, separation. Another easy example for you to understand that the differences could because now you're you're on their property six, seven, eight times throughout the year, putting down whatever products it is that needs to be put on their property, depending on what time of year and so on. And again, that's relational because you're communicating with them, letting them know when you're coming, what you're putting down. They have any questions? They're asking you, you know, and and you're on their their property performing multiple services over the course of the year. Again, that's relational. That's a client. 
we can go on and on with this with many examples. If we go into hardscaping and uh, landscaping and all these things, there's all kinds of thing ways that you can uh, spin this and and th- and and give examples of a customer versus a client. My main thing was to give you kind of like the basics of the two, hopefully, so you can understand the differences between the two. If you didn't already, I'm not trying to act like this is something new or anything. I'm just trying to, a lot of people probably already know this or think this or feel this way, and they just don't necessarily uh, think about it the way that I'm saying it, the way that I'm stating it. Uh, so maybe that's, you know, that this is just a new way or, or just kind of a, a awakening for you guys to be like, oh, oh, oh okay, yeah. But, and, and the, oh, the whole reason why I'm just spelling this out for you guys, showing some examples in case you didn't really ever think about this or don't even, didn't know the difference, or you're just now like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that I, I get it. I do have customers and clients or, you know, I, I've kind of always thought about that or I've kind of always tried to focus on clients over customers or whatever. I just never called it. It, call them clients and customers, or I never this or that, or I just called everyone a customer, or I called everyone a client, or whatever. I'm just trying to put this all out there for you to kind of think about it in a more analytical way, a more strategic way to maybe help you in your business going forward. Maybe to you know analyze uh, the past and and get you know look forward to the future, build something for the future, and so on. Just because so now that you know the difference, or that I've explained the difference in my way anyway, between the two. Um, and you can, you can actually look, look that up too. You can Google it or whatever. Obviously the examples that I gave won't be on there, but if you look at the, if you just type in customer versus client or definition of a customer, definition of a client, that stuff's in there too. What I just said. So everything that I said is a combination of me looking it up, you know, back way back in the day to really understand the difference. I mean, another podcast for another day could be about marketing versus advertising. That's another one that people just kind of loosely use both words for thinking that they're the same thing, but they're not. Again, some subtle differences between the two. That's, again, another podcast for another day. Uh, But so, you know, you can look that stuff up to get the actual definitions and and, and try and figure out the differences. Again, very similar, uh, but there are differences as well as experience it and, you know, hear it mentioned in different ways, different, different places, different resources. Like for me, a lot of books and podcasts and smarter people than me out there, you know, um, sharing their knowledge and experience with this kind of stuff. So all that's kind of all grouped together to what I'm talking about now. But my goal has been, I would say has always been, but I'm sure from day one, it wasn't because I didn't know any better, but for as long as I can, as long as I want to remember anyway, <laughs> there, I have wanted to have clients over customers. I've wanted to convert customers to clients. Uh, I really, year after year, keep pushing away as many customers as possible. So now every year, it's, you know, in, in the past, I would take on customers. Someone would contact me for during aeration and seeding season, people would contact me and ask if I would just give them a quote and just come out and, and, and take care of the aeration and seeding. And in the past, if they were close enough, you know, to the neighborhoods that I was already in or that I'm already servicing where my clients were already, or they were actually in those neighborhoods, then I would just be like, yeah, why not? Sure. Whatever. Like that's just extra money, right? Another two, 300, 400 bucks, you know, boom, bam, there it is, you know, minus whatever the price for seed at that time and so on. That's, that's just more money in the bank. Right. But little by little 
or a lot by a lot, I started to get super frustrated and annoyed with those type of people because they're, they weren't they're They're not serving me in any way. I, I get that I'm supposed to serve them. We're supposed to serve them. We're providing a service for them, but let's not forget that they need to serve us too. Maybe not in the way that, that, that they would think, or that you're even thinking right now, but how are they benefiting? How are those people benefiting me in any way? Okay. Maybe I made an extra thousand bucks or something, you know, however, you know, in in a week or something for a handful of extra aerations that I threw in there, random people contacted me, but just think about this kind of goes back to another example is when you're starting your business or trying to grow your business, or you're just at a, at a, a a challenging point or sticking point or whatever, the, 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 impulse for people to do is to work harder, pull the work harder lever, right? I think Keith Kalfas used to would say that a lot, just pull the work harder lever, work harder lever. Instead of giving yourself like, like hitting the pause button, maybe, you know, and just, uh, kind of regrouping, taking a look at everything and saying, wait a minute, let, let me take some, let me invest some time to actually reevaluate some things. And, 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 and maybe I could be more profitable that way and and really look at some problems and try and address them instead of, you know, but then in the back of your mind, you're like, Oh, I got to work hard. I got to work hard. Oh my gosh. I can't, I can't stop for, for, for five minutes. Like I can't even stop to, to eat lunch. Like I got to just stop and pee and then hop back in the truck and go. Like I got to stuff my face with a sandwich or junk food or fast food, you know, or junk from the gas station or whatever chips or whatever, as I'm driving to the next property, I got to go, go, go. Like you, you convince yourself that you just don't have time to even slow down or stop to, reevaluate things and, and think, you know, so basically it's counterproductive. So, you know, going back to the whole, uh, clients versus customers and the customers that contact me for aeration or any other, you know, one-time services, mulch is a big thing for me as well as leaves and stuff. But that was an easy no, because I wasn't really doing leaves for the majority of, of my career here, uh, my short eight year business career for lawn and landscape until recently I started in the beginning and then, you know, I'm back into it now. That's, I've just made a podcast about that, uh, not too long ago. So check that out. But, uh, that was an easy no, but I mean, for aeration mulch, some of those other things, even, even shrubs, people contact me, like I said, in the beginning for shrubs, just a one-time cleanup. And, and I would say yes to all that stuff because I would convince myself that I had to, right? I couldn't say no, I have to grow my business. I have to get work somehow, some way. But what you don't realize is every time the, the time that it's ta- taking you to stop, to answer the phone or, uh, I mean, you have that to answer that person to hold on, you have to answer your phone. I get it. The time that it takes you to research that person. So, so, you know, everyone calls you or emails you and they either do or don't tell you what they are looking for right off the bat. No matter what, if they don't tell you, then you're going to have to follow up with that person. Hey, you know, what, what is it? What is it you're looking for? What services do you want? You know, so that you're going to waste that time no matter what with anyone. But as soon as the person tells you either from your follow-up or right away, right out the gate with an email or phone call tells you what they're looking for. And they say, Hey, I'm just looking for an, if can you just aerate, I'm looking for someone to aerate and see my, my lawn. Can you give me a quote and, and come as soon as possible? You know, as soon as you engage with that, uh, other than just saying, no, I'm sorry, I'm not interested or no, I'm sorry, we, we don't have t- room in our schedule or no, I'm sorry, we only 
take care of our clients that sign up, you know, in advance or what, whatever, however you want to say it, whatever your deal is, anything other than saying no, you're now investing time in this person that is basically a waste of time in most cases because, and you're taking time away from other things. You're taking time away from your current clients, growing that side of, of the business, dealing with any issues that might be coming up, um, just growing your business in so many other ways. It's just time is money, right? So while you're rushing around thinking I need to, you're pulling the work hard lever and you got to keep going, 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 you don't have time to slow down or stop. Well, you realize that, that you can't stop. You don't have time, but here you are wasting time engaging with someone that just wants a one-time transaction, a one-time service that's not going to help build your company or grow your company in the long run. So how is that serving you? If your goal is to grow, to make a certain amount of revenue every year, you can't rely on those random people every year to just randomly contact you again, or you have a what, a callback list, a follow-up list of all these random people that contact you for aeration or mulch or shrubs or whatever, call them back every year when it comes to that time. Hey, can I count on you to get to a, a sign up for aeration seating again? Hey, do you need your shrubs trimmed again? Like, how many of those people do you think, uh, maybe aeration and seeding, because that is a, re- a reoccurring yearly service in most parts of the country, um, and, and then most people don't end up doing themselves. Uh, so unless they found someone cheaper or they moved or whatever their deal is, most likely they will say yes. And they're probably contacting you every year. I know that happens. That has happened to me in the past. But all the other services, I mean, how many times do you think they actually are going to say yes or even answer their phone or even reply to you or email or whatever? Like, because nine times out of 10, they just needed that quick fix and and they moved on. Either now they're doing it themselves or they've moved or uh, they found someone else to do it. (laughs) Like maybe some other service, uh, some other company is is now taking care of them and, and made them a client because they're taking care of their bushes a couple times a year and doing other stuff for them. And meanwhile, you're the one that prepped it for this other company. How many times has that probably happened, right? You're over here, you know, giving them, you know, a fair, quote unquote, fair price because they're, you know, they're in a bind or whatever. And, 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 uh, you know, whatever sob story they tell you and you hack down or, you know, you do a really good job. Most likely they're saying they want you to hack it down, but you're still, you know, trying to do a really good job, hoping maybe they'll want, want more work from you and become a client instead of just a one-time transactional customer. And you're doing a good job and, and they're like, thanks. I appreciate it. You know, here's your check. Boom. And like, you never hear from ever again. I'll be in contact if I, you know, if I need anything else, thanks. You know, meanwhile, then they, then they find somebody else to maintain their property. And you're like, what the heck? Like I just did all this and went through this mess and prepped it for 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 someone else. But so, I mean, how many times does that happen? Right. Toro's brand new battery-powered Revolution Series products are changing the lawn care industry. With all-day runtime from the innovative Hypercell battery system, you can expect to power through your entire day, every day. Head to revolution.toro.com to see how Toro is transforming the game with the latest equipment innovations. Or click the link tree in the episode description to get you there fast. So for that reason and any other reasons... Well, you know, there's so many people are just going to say no 
And you're just wasting your time even following up with these or not wait. You would be wasting your time if they say no, but you're spending all this time to follow up with these people. So that's how is that serving you? You know, you, you need if you want to grow your business, increase your revenue every year or make a certain amount of revenue revenue every year. You need to be able to count on certain kind of work. I get if you're hardscaping, landscaping, things like that. You don't you know, you have to. Uh, there's not as much reoccurring work. So there's a lot more sales calls and follow-up. I get it for the nature of, of the, that business. I get that. But there's also good good you know leads and bad leads. People that, again, you know, you, you do a lot of work for that you can, that's worth following up with to see if they need anything else or double check, you know, a hardscape from a, a patio or something. I mean, any kind of hardscape work that you did, you know, maybe five years down the road or maybe even two, three years down the road, follow up, see how it's, how it's doing and how it's looking. Maybe there's some sort of maintenance you can offer to do for them. That's just part of the territory that people maybe neglect or don't know about that could save them time and money down, down the long run and get the full longevity of the patio or whatever it is that you did for them. Um, you know, and so, so there's obviously options there to turn those customers into clients. Uh, but, but ultimately my point is I stopped taking on those kind of people service after service, right? Like I think it was a couple of years ago. It was a whole, like, it took me a full year to, to kind of get through all that. Uh, cause every, every new season, every new like transactional service season, like mulch season, trimming shrubs is kind of throughout the whole year. Then aeration, you know, season comes up in the fall. Like, so every, every season, I guess, season change or whatever seasonal time frame, I would have to go through this same procedure where people would randomly call me, email me or whatever. And I would just say, no, like, uh, unless you want to sign up for any, for other reoccurring work, like mowing or fertilization and weed control, I, I'm sorry, I'm not going to just come out and aerate and seed your yard because you're looking for, you know, somebody cheaper than whoever you had or, or whatever the deal is um, and, and then be done. Like, that's just not serving me in any way. I could be using that time to be working on the properties I already have doing other things. I could be working on looking for employees. I could be training employees. I could be spending time with my family, maybe like, you know, forget about uh, they're just, you know, let's sidestep from the business for a minute. It's not, it's not always work, 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 work. Right. I mean, what about your life? You know, maybe you could be taking some of that time that you're wasting late at night, calling and emailing these people back that are just looking for a one-time service, whatever that is, aeration, mulch, you know, shrubs, all the stuff that I just mentioned, uh, a cleanup or whatever, when really you, you're, and you're missing out on dinner, you know, you could just be home, with, with your family, friends, going out, doing something, just relaxing, you know, getting home at a decent time, having a good dinner, whatever, hanging out with your dog, taking your dog for a nice walk before it's dark. I mean, there's so many different things. We're all in different situations. We're not all married with kids and dogs and all this kind of stuff. So I get that, but everyone's got a life or should anyway, outside of your business, your business shouldn't be your life. I mean, if it is, it is, but I'm just saying, Use your time wisely and don't allow customers to consume your time, consume your schedule, because what what then ends up happening and it's happened to me in the past is those customers start interfering with your clients because you're trying to like just again, talking about aeration season, think about, you know, you. you you put your schedule out, right? And this is, you tell everyone, this is when you're coming, make sure everything's flagged, blah, blah, blah. And then, oh, now all of a sudden it's going to rain. Oh, now all of a sudden you're, uh, um, 
Wait, wait, back up. So you, you do your schedule, you tell everyone about your schedule, flag it, cool, bam. You know, you first day in, in the week, you know, Monday comes or whatever, and people are calling and emailing, hey, can you uh, give me a quote for aeration seating? I'm right down the road. Hey, I saw you aerating seating. Can you give me a quote? A neighbor comes over. Hey, can you give me a quote for my yard right here, you know, uh, right next to the yard you just did or whatever? Or, hey, we're right down the road or whatever. And, and, and all of a sudden now you're spending time and staying up late or out late or whatever, trying to get all these quotes and you're getting all that. And, and, and then that starts leaking into, okay, well, now I'm working till dark to, you know, to either aerate and seed the clients I already had on the list to get that done for the day or just to follow up on these new people. So now you're like Tuesday, Wednesday into it and you're like, all right, you know, where we're going, we're, you know, we're, we're trying to squeeze in these extra people that they called and, and approved the quote. They're right down the road or they're right next door. Let me rearrange my schedule slightly, recommunicate that with my future, with, with the clients further in the week. Like, hey, I'm going to come tomorrow. Sorry. You know, whatever. You tell them whatever you want to tell them, but you just at least communicate that you're not going to be there until the next day because you might not tell them this, but because you now squeezed in some extra people in the neighborhood that you're, were, that, that you're in that now extends your time for that day and you can't get to the next neighborhood or whatever like you had planned on. So you're just rolling along, right? And then what happens? It, it, it All of a sudden it starts raining and what that wasn't in the forecast and it's like pouring all day or half the day. The day ends early and you're like, oh crap, now what am I going to do? And now the next day it's all muddy that morning. Then what happens? Oh, my aerator breaks down or, you know, I, I ran out of seed and I didn't realize that I was going to run out of seed and now I have to go to the store and that takes more time. And oh man, they're out of seed, but they got another pallet coming tomorrow. So now I can't even do anything right now. Or maybe I can aerate some yards. Oh, but they're muddy. And then I can come back and seed them. Oh, what a mess. You know, oh, let me get my aerator fixed. Before you know it, Friday comes around and you've pushed off like a whole day's worth of work to the following week. And guess who's being pushed back? your clients, your regular clients that you've built a relationship with, that you have done work for the entire season in most cases, unless they're a brand new client, and you're pushing them back. Why? Can you guess? Because you took on all of these customers that could care less about you, your business, and the clients that you just pushed back to fit these people in, these one-time transactional customers in. Can I just say it any more clear? Like these are real life examples. This crap happened to me all the time and I felt so bad and I have lost some clients in the past because of uh, just, just, just mismanaging things like that, you know, and they just get fed up and they want it to be, you know, treated better. And, you know, and, and I get it, like who wants to keep in, getting, getting pushed back and all that. And a lot of times it's like, oh, they understood it rained and this and that, but really behind the scenes. It's all this other stuff that's adding to it. Like, yes, if it rains, it rains, right? That's obviously going to slow you down. And if your equipment breaks down, it breaks down, it's going to slow you down. But if you didn't have all these random customers that you squeezed in, in between all that mess, then you might have still been able to have gotten it done in the week. Because if you're smart, you're not overbooking yourself for the week anyway, because you know there's just going to be some random things that might come up. Hey, I might have a breakdown. Hey, it might rain. You know, hey, this or that or whatever. You know, some random thing might come up that might slow me down or sidetrack me, but I still have enough time to get everything done this week. And then next week is another week of clients I have to get done. You know, like, so you got to think about all these things, or I, I'm just saying, I think about all these things. I don't want to tell you guys what to do. I just want to share my 
experiences and the craziness that I've had to deal with. And I'm just like over it. And if you got, I, I, you know, the whole reason of sharing this kind of stuff for me, and I know a lot of other guys in the industry is to, to give back and to help shorten the learning curve, help, you know, raise everybody up, help lift up the industry, lift everybody in the industry and just ultimately make everyone better by, by just kind of communicating and sharing these different stories and these different uh, tips and tricks and things that a lot of us have kind of had to live through and learn by trial and error. Um, and some of us have, have learned from, from reading, researching from our, and also just get being taught by our peers and mentors and, and so on. So it's just all about giving back and sharing. And, um, so that, that's, that's just been my goal. And it's going to continue to be my goal is to one, not even take on customers and only take on clients. Um, because, uh, but also the other, and there's another part that I was going to say, I would get in a bad habit of hoping that I could like change customers into clients, right? Like, oh, they only want aeration, but maybe if I do a really good job, you know, punching holes in the ground, you know, like, what does that even, what does it even look like? You know, an aeration machine is an aeration machine. They all do the same thing. So what does a really good job look like? I mean, you know, not, but not breaking anything, not busting any sprinklers, not banging into any mailboxes, you know, not leaving mud streaks all over the driveway or something or the street. Like what, what really is a, a, a good job? I mean, I'm not saying that, that, that those things don't matter. Obviously, you know, you don't want to break things and damage stuff. You don't want to leave a big mess everywhere. You want to blow everything off and all that. Of course, that should be common sense. So, I mean, if you're really kind of using that as like, oh, I'm, I'm great at aerating because of the things I just mentioned. I mean, I, I, I don't know. You might want it, that's, that's, you know, you're really kind of comparing, you know, the, the best of the worst here at that point. But, uh, it, it, so my point is how are you really going to impress someone, you know, that good, like, man, this, wow, that guy did the best aeration job ever. Now, now t trust me, I have had people say that to me. I've had people say that to me and leave a review, either like a review on my, you know, on my social media or something, or, or maybe they just like, you know, said something in their Facebook, you know, close Facebook group or something in their neighborhood. They have definitely, people have said, you know, you know, wow, Clean Cut Lawn Care really does a great job. The the best aeration I've ever had, you know, he took really took his time. That's key. So something like that, definitely, if you take your time and you're thorough and you have attention to detail, that does make you better at whatever service. That does separate you from you know, the people that are rushing through and might, they might, you know, they might not damage anything and all that kind of stuff and clean up when they're gone, but you know, they rush through and the customers don't think that they are doing a good enough job. They look and they see sections and corners and things that aren't, that haven't been aerated. And, you know, like there could have been some more overlap, things like that, you know, but they see you going back and forth over the lawn a couple of different times, different directions. And you're getting out there with, you know, maybe some, some, uh, hand, uh, core, whatever the heck they're called, you know, the, the little hand ones that you can just punch some holes in the corners and around the mailboxes and tight spots where you can never get a, an aeration machine around and all that kind of stuff. They see you doing all that, or they come after the fact and they see the holes everywhere and the, you know, good amount of seed all over and there's no mess. Then yeah, that does start to separate you. And you're like, wow. And they're like, wow, you know, you are, you are good. But my, my point is that I would think that if I did the best job possible like that, that I would convert these people that just wanted me to aerate and see their yard to potentially do something else. And it's like, 
nine times out of 10, that never happened because they just wanted someone to aerate their, they might contact me every year to aerate their yard. And, and that's great, but that's, that's not really helping my company grow uh, because it's just a, it's one service one time of the year. And you, and, and you, again, you can't really rely on that, you know, and you're waiting all year to, to see, oh, well, normally I do this much for aeration. Like you can only do that for your clients, right? You sign up your clients, whatever it is that you sign up with them, fertilization, weed control, if you offer that mowing, if you offer that both, if you offer both, you know, whatever it is, and you have all that in there, in their, in their agreement, contract, whatever your process is. And, and part of that is, Hey, do you want aeration and seeding? Here's the quote. And they check yes, or click yes, or whatever the deal is, communicate yes. And now you know that you have that. And now you start to tally up, okay, here's how many aerations and seeding I have on uh, agreement or on contract. And, and now you know how much you're going to generate. You, you, you can't factor in Susie and Joe, you know, down the street from the last couple of years, they always come through. They're always good for an aeration, right? Like you can't count on those people unless you're going to call them way in advance and say, Hey, how are we looking for aeration this year? You think we can get you on the list? Like, I mean, you can do that, but again, it's, it's a little more risky and less of a commitment than when you have regular clients. So I used to think that I could convert people, turn them in from customers to clients. And, you know, ultimately it seems like everyone starts off technically as a customer until they start becoming a reoccurring client. But I mean, ultimately I want to get them signed up right out the gate. Like if you contact me for any of the main services that I offer, the reoccurring services that is like mowing, fertilization, weed control, trimming shrubs. Like, you know, if you contact me just for mulch or just for aeration, sorry, or just for a fall cleanup or something, sorry, that's, we, 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 I'm not, that's uh, not how I do business. Like you have to sign up for some of these other, at least one of these other services. So that's kind of the route that I'm going now and just really trying to stay away from the customers so that I can, I can build that revenue. I can see, I can look at the reports and see how much money I'm going to be um, projected to, to gross every single month for the, and then what the whole year is going to look like and start building a schedule that way. Uh, if I have employees start working on scheduling uh, the employee schedule that way, whatever, like just, I can just plan my life, plan my business, grow my business, manage my business, because now I've got clients that I can depend on, rely on. Uh, obviously, if you don't have a, a, a contract with them that swears them, you know, binded to you for life or something for 12 months or whatever the contract is, unless whatever criteria happens, like, you know, they die or something or their job relocates them and you have to have proof or whatever you may have in your contract. Um, yes, if, if you have that, then then obviously, you know, they're they're going to be locked in. But if you don't have that, then, of course, people can just say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to take care of it myself now or I'm going to find someone else for whatever reason or whatever. You know, like that's that is still could potentially happen or we're going to move or whatever. And, you know, you lose some revenue there, you know, a few thousand dollars here, a few thousand dollars there, depending on what services you're offering throughout the year. Like, of course, that's going to happen. But as long as you have, as long as you, uh, you know, you should be fine as long as you keep having more and more clients and, you know, whatever you can handle anyway. And you just keep that revolving door. You keep making sure that you have room for the right people. And again, that's the thing. If you keep filling up your schedule with a bunch of random one-time customers, 
because you think you have room on your schedule, quote unquote. Now, all of a sudden, when you start to get someone contacted, contacting you, a client that wants to be a client, now it's hard for you to squeeze them in. Now you're working late, you're doing this, you're doing that, because now you've filled up your schedule with a bunch of junk, basically, a bunch of transactional customers that, you know, you were trying to keep your schedule full instead of using that time to maybe market you know, come up with a marketing strategy and then go out and advertise again, a little hint for another episode for another time. But, uh, you know, these are things, those are things that you should be using your time for, you know, you think, Oh, but I don't, you know, I need to be making money. I need to be making money. That's not paying my bills. Well, it will eventually, if you do, if you spend the time to get it done right, then it will, uh, pay the bills. It will generate more revenue and more clients and so on. So, Anyway, I wanted to keep this as short as possible uh, going into the holidays here or in the holidays. I don't remember exactly when this episode's going to going to going to hit there, but if there's any holidays still left, happy holidays to you guys. Safe and happy holidays. Hopefully, um, you guys understood everything that I was saying and it resonated with you somewhere some way. The difference between customers and clients. Do you have more customers or do you have more clients? I'll, I'll ask you the same question or I don't remember exactly what I asked in the beginning, but similar question. Do you have more customers or do you have more clients? Which ones do you want? And again, I know there's going to be some differences in the percentages, the ratio between hardscaping versus lawn maintenance. I mean, lawn maintenance is primarily clients because you have recurring re- uh, work constantly. You're mowing a lawn every week, so on and so forth. You're fertilizing a yard, spraying weeds, whatever. I get all that. Uh, but there's all the other stuff that I mentioned in between all that that can still um, be a bunch of customers bombarding you that aren't clients. Um, and then the same thing with hardscaping and landscaping. You have more customers that are transactional that you have to try and convert into some clients with some other reoccurring work that maybe you can be doing for them uh, and so on. So I, I get there's some differences there. I'm just trying to have the general theme the general difference between clients and customers, the thought process, just to get you guys in potentially a different mindset that maybe you already that maybe you already were, that might help you kind of get off to a, a good start, uh, help contribute to you getting off to a good start in 2022, so that you guys can hit the ground running. Um, so just think about that, uh, and thank you guys for listening. And like I said, happy holidays, happy and safe holidays. Hopefully I will see you guys at some of the live events coming up. Um, There's the uh, podcast summit, January 14th. I believe this episode will come out before that. So if you don't know anything about it, check out my Instagram at Lawn Care Rookie at LCR Media. Um, You got the Green Industry Podcast, Kid Contractor Podcast, my podcast, Fence Industry Podcast, um, a whole bunch of other uh, folks that are trying to come, trying to make it. It's it's open to everyone, anyone, everyone in the community up in Baltimore, Maryland area at Mulchmate USA, uh, Dawson Manufacturing, their headquarters. They're going to host us there. Just going to be a whole bunch of podcasting going on in their conference rooms that they have simultaneously, getting you guys on our, on our shows, sharing your stories, hanging out with you guys in between all that. You get to demo all the stuff that Mulchmate has to offer. He's going to do a whole open house, have all the stuff, the latest and greatest that he released at the GIE, now the Equip Expo. You can play around with that stuff. Look at all the older stuff, you know, like the original things that he that he still has and sells and just have a good old time. It's just another good networking community event for us all to get together. It's free. 
Uh, there's going to be lunch provided there Friday, J- January 14th, 9 to 5 in the Baltimore, Mar- Maryland area. It's right. His, his location is pretty much right across from the airport, um, which is not technically Baltimore, but it's close enough. So, But if you want all the details or any more information, definitely go ahead and check out my Instagram at LCR Media or at Lawn Care Rookie. And uh, you can reach out to me if you have any additional questions. I have a hotel block for any of you that aren't local that still want to come and travel any any from anywhere in the country. You're more than welcome. I have a group group rate for you guys to get one or two nights, however nights you want, Thursday, Friday, if you want, uh, to hang out with us and spend the night and not have to worry about traveling back if you're coming from far and wide and uh, transportation from airport to hotel and hotel to Maltramate, all that stuff is all part of it. I got it all worked out. So I would love to see you guys to come there uh, and hang out and have a good time. Uh, I bought 50 copies of Paul's new book. Uh, well, it's called a, a book, but it's a journal goal tracker, uh, The Diligent Shall Prosper. So I'm going to be giving those out. If you want a signed copy, he'll sign them for you. Chant's Daily Hustle. Chant's coming up and is uh, he's going to be making that one of his stops for his book tour. Um, he, I bought uh, 25 copies of his new book. Um, so um, make sure you, uh, if so, if you want a free copy of that, you can definitely come. The first 25 people get a free copy of that. And if you want that to be signed, what I was trying to say there before I stumbled over my words, if you want a signed copy with that, when he's there, he can sign that for you as well. You can get to meet him if you've never met him before. You just want to hang out, catch up on old times, all that stuff. So great, uh, great time all, all around, fun times. I look forward to it. Just wanted another event for us all to get together, focusing on podcasting and on just having a good time. Uh, whether you have a podcast or not, please come. And if you do have a podcast and I haven't reached out to you because maybe I didn't know you had a podcast or whatever, reach out to me at LCR Media or Lawn Care Rookie on Instagram and let me know so that I can give you all the information because I would love to have you. Or if you want to start a podcast even, uh, this could be a great time for that because or you want to re uh if you want to breathe new life into your uh you know like awaken reawaken your uh, your podcast if you had one and just kind of has been sitting on the shelf a little bit and you want to dust it off and give it this is a great opportunity as well to get started to to get remotivated to keep it going a lot of great content a lot of great um uh peers and mentors that you can learn from like Paul James from the Green Industry Podcast, who's been doing this uh, for quite some time now and has a lot of uh, radio broadcasting background, all that. Um, good friends of Mr. Producer and everything. So if you just want to pick his brain or anyone's brain when it comes to podcasting, learn some stuff. If you don't have the equipment, that's fine. We're all going to have our equipment with us. So you can borrow our equipment for sure. Just bring an SD card so you can pop it in our board, record whatever you want to record and take your uh, SD card home with you and do what you want to do with it. Maybe contact Mr. Producer and sign up with him to do some stuff if you want, you know, whatever. There's so many opportunities there, and I just wanted to have another uh, another event to create those kind of opportunities for everyone. So I hope to see you guys there uh, January 14th. Um, and yeah, as always, thanks for the Toro Company for sponsoring the LCR Media Podcast. We greatly appreciate that. Uh, and I guess I will catch you guys on the next episode, losing my train of thought here, but I appreciate you guys sticking with me. Uh, and I will catch you guys on the next one. This is the Lawn Care Rookie signing off. Thank you to the Toro Company for sponsoring the LCR Media Podcast. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.